0: Good morning. Welcome to the Barnes Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. And good morning here to, here to everybody here.
1: Good
0: morning. How y'all? All right. Great. Oh, good. You ready for a good, good discussion today? Yes. yes. Oh, good. Um, any questions for me? No? Okay. I want to know, and I was thinking about this last night, Uh, Last night we went to a a conference and and I was riding with three other guys. And and so I was talking about the fact that a lot of people are not doing very well financially in life and and in other areas of life. And it it made me think of the question, because I think about this a lot for myself, what do you want to be? And so I thought, well, I'll ask them today, What do they want to be? Oh, my God.
2: Huh?
0: Oh, why are they ringing the bell? (laughs) And um, so the question came up, what do you want to be? And I thought, wow, I'm going to ask them today, what do you want to be? And I'm sure all of you have thought about that question, what do you, what you want to be in life, right? Yeah, no? Okay. Um, so before I get into it, I have scriptures to back it up, that it is something that you need to be thinking about, if you haven't thought about it. Who haven't thought about that, what I want to be? You have thought about it? Okay. What do you, What do you want to be when you grow up? I a question uh, on, on the late
1: side for me, <laughs> based on my age.
0: <laughs> and how old are you? 76. And so you you don't plan to be around my son?
1: Well, that's not up to me.
0: Oh. Uh, it's not so, up to me. So when you were growing up, did you know what you, who you wanted to be?
1: Well, at the time when I was young and asked that question, uh, you know, it was <clears throat> quite from a different reference than if I would ask the
0: question today. Oh, I see. Yes. And who did you want to be growing up?
1: Uh, I wanted to become a Mason when I was a boy. That's what I decided that I'm going to do.
0: You wanted to become a Mason? Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And who did you, at 76, who did you end up becoming?
1: Well, I did, I did not wind up becoming a Mason at all. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Spent most of my life in sales, uh, uh, owned my own company for 32 years. That's, about, you know, that's roughly
0: my history. Oh, okay. So see. you became a businessman. Yeah, I did, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you didn't become a mason, and growing up, you wanted to become a mason. Right. Okay. Actually, just to add one thing real quick,
1: um, actually, I wanted to become an auto mechanic
0: Oh, you didn't? Why don't you do that now,
1: then? Well, <laughs> that, that would be an interesting undertaking right now. <laughs> anyway. You, you think you can't do it now because you're 76 years old? No, no, oh. no. But that, uh, right now, my interest is not in that direction. Oh, I see. At all. Oh, okay. okay? But what I was going to say is I, I wanted to become uh, an auto mechanic because I, I found it to be extremely fascinating, you know, to, the engine and all this, especially... You know, back in the days when I was young. Right. Okay. Uh, and uh, I don't remember who it was. It may have been my sister. And she said, you're too dumb. You know. Oh, she told you you're too dumb to be yeah. an auto mechanic? Correct. Really? Yeah.
0: And you fell for that?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, I did, actually. Oh. I abandoned the idea of becoming an, an auto mechanic because of what I was told. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. That's all it
0: took for someone to say that about you. You gave it
1: up. Well, <clears throat> when I was young, I was that suggestible. Obviously, yeah. you
0: know. Oh, okay. Who do you want to become? Are uh, you too old to become it too? No, I'm not too old. Um, <laughs> the one thing I've learned—I mean, if I've learned
2: anything—seems like every time I push something, it doesn't work out. Who do you want to become? Uh. Just what I was meant to be, and I'm just going to leave that open to whatever falls in. So
0: you don't have an idea who you want to be? No, you don't? No, I really don't. What's that like growing up not knowing who you want to be? Um,
2: at this stage, I've just made a peace with it, so it's not a not a distraction or not something I think about a lot.
0: What was it like growing up not knowing who you want to be? Wanted to be? Um. I
2: really didn't think about it too much as a kid. I I remember the counselor, I would always test really well on scores like aptitude tests, but I was really low in my uh, class. The counselor would always have me in, and I remember she would ask me all the time what I wanted to be, what I wanted to be, and I just, I didn't really, nothing really grabbed me. I mean, there wasn't anything. And so
0: at your age now, you still don't know who you want to be. I know I want to,
2: I know some things I want to be. I like business. I like different businesses, business opportunities. I like um, doing things for good, you know, like bond or, you know, just things that wherever. So whenever I see one of those opportunities, I do it. But if, you know, as far as something exactly, no, I don't have an exact idea.
0: Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Who do you want to be today?
3: Um, you know what? I've been thinking about this question, but my question was, "What do I want to do?" Oh. Know, it, maybe that's the same. But um, um, I, I want to teach.
0: You want to be a teacher? Yeah. Oh,
3: my daughter's shaking
0: her head. And are you a teacher now? Yeah. Of your kids, right? Right. Oh, okay. And so that's who you, So you became a teacher? Pretty much. Pretty much? Yeah. Are you happy being a teacher? Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: I've, uh, I've been going to volunteer at, uh, at the school, so that's something I see me doing.
0: Oh, okay. you eventually doing it at a school? Yeah, eventually. Oh, okay, so you want to be a teacher. Yeah. Who you want to be? Right. Yeah. Oh,
4: I have, uh, I thought about it. It's my first question I asked. Who I want to be and why am I here? second question I gave up thinking that kind of overcame it i i don't have a
0: so you don't know who you want to be
4: yeah I, I don't ask that question anymore
0: Wow, I, you gave up on that
4: um, yeah and
0: why did you give up on that
4: it was uh, I, because I kind of understood that i i 'll discover who I am supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do, I'll discover that. If I keep chasing it, um, um, What makes you think, wrong. I
0: mean, at this point, you're kind of old. You? Shouldn't you be knowing by now? That? That's
4: the first question I asked this when I was a little boy. And what did you say? He told me, wait. <laughs> and you say for how long? Wait and you'll see. Oh, you'll okay. find out. So you're just waiting around? Yeah. Oh, today okay. today I'm holding the mic. <laughs> uh, you
0: have your hand, Dylan.
5: Oh, I was yawning.
0: He was yawning. <laughs> Dylan is sleepy. I'm telling you. Who do you want to be?
5: Well, I was thinking about it. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to be a psychologist, a child psychologist, and then I didn't want to do all the schooling, so I became a social worker, oh. and that's what I'm doing now.
0: Oh, okay. Are you happy with that? No. You're not happy with that?
5: Not anymore. I used to love
0: it. Why not now? Why do you do not why you don't love it anymore?
5: Because uh, uh, um, you try to change people or, well, not change people, but you try to help people and people don't want help if they're not ready for it. Yeah. And so you don't, um, I don't know. And I work for the government, so just some things happened. Oh, yeah. Where I work, and
0: are you yeah. are you uh, furloughed right now because of the no. shutdown?
5: No. Oh. Child Tri- Child Protective Services. I don't think it's going to get that.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. How about you? Who do you want to be when you grow up?
3: You know, nobody ever asked me that question, and I never had. A Frankie, question. you don't have to
0: put it so close. It, it'll be fine. Did Dad tell you this morning? You can just hold it there, pull it down a little bit, and. But not that close. Uh, Okay, and, and you know when she's moving, you don't have to be going there either. It'll pick it up. Go ahead. I never
3: had any ambition. The
0: no ambition.
3: Thing, uh-uh, the only thing I wanted to do was survive, like get married and be taken care of.
0: Oh, that's all you ever wanted. Yeah. And, and how about that's all you want now too? No. What do you who do you want to be now?
3: Well, actually, I just want to be a better person and a better oh. mother. And and find a job that I could, uh, because I like working with my hands, oh, okay. and so I used to work in electronics, and uh, that didn't require too much reading or writing, and because I have a problem with that. With reading and writing. Not going to school. Yeah, and so I like that kind of work, because I could get by and make a, a fairly good living oh, with okay. that. But at my age now, it's getting harder to get a job like that or get any kind of job. And I guess I haven't made too much of an effort either, and I have to start making a bigger effort to find even a part-time job. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and I'll be happy with that. I'm not ambitious. I don't like material things or anything like that.
0: Really? Okay. I did
3: at one time, but I don't anymore.
0: Oh, Okay. How about you? Way in the back there. Way in the back, yeah. Who do you want to be? I want to be like Mike.
6: No, he's kidding. <laughs>
0: like who? Uh,
6: like Michael. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wanted to always be a uh, successful business person. You know, work for myself.
0: And are you one? No. And why not? What's holding you back?
6: Um, I'm I seem to just seem him have gone a different path as far as, you know, my work and that kind of stuff, so. But I do still, you know, would like to do that, but I well, don't know what if that's... Is,
0: what is keeping you from becoming that?
6: At this point, I don't know if that's what uh, God wants me to do, so I'm just kind of waiting. I'm going to wait and see.
0: So you don't know either? No. Uh, what does it feel like not to know?
6: Uh, at this point, I'm okay with it.
0: Are you okay with it? Mm-hmm. You had a problem before with it? Yeah. What, what kind of problem?
6: Um... Like I said, I wanted to be a, a business person, and so you know, a little frustration of not knowing how to you know go about to make that happen, uh, okay. and unsure whether I should stay where I am or take a different path, you know a different course to pursue that.
0: But you don't know what's keeping you from that.
6: At this point, right now, I know I'm not putting any effort towards it. Why not? Because I don't know if that's what, you know, that's what I should be doing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all
6: right.
4: That's interesting. Yes, sir? Uh, for myself, uh, I did not know who I, would, who I was or what I wanted to do who I wanted to be. And so I, I was okay with that. And I, I accepted it. And I kind of came, went to a place where that I was really nothing and, and knew nothing and did nothing. And all of a sudden... Um, I had something that I wanted to sell, and so I started selling this one item. And I became a salesman, and that was the opposite of my of everything I thought I could be and who i was and I became a great salesman but uh, in every step there would be a challenge are you direction. still a salesman? i am oh. yes uh, the the where i fell i am not as uh, as good a salesman as I should be is that i I um, was afraid of taking more risks. And, and, and i kind of fallen away from that. Uh, it, it was a path that I had in self-discovery as, as being a salesman that I had to continuously grow. And I became afraid of the growth. And, and so... So
0: fear got in your way?
4: Yes, I, I listened to the fear inside of me. Instead of walking by faith like I had been doing in the past, I, uh, I went across a bridge that was too high, and I refused to cross. Oh, so amazing. How about you? Who do you want to be? When Growing up as a kid, I wanted to be a baseball player. Um, since then, maybe, I, I think my, my new goal is to really kind of learn business and, and be a businessman.
0: And what key you from becoming that?
4: I'm working towards it right now. Uh, just Maybe I'm just not there yet. I don't know if anything's keeping me, but I am working towards
6: it.
0: Oh, okay. You know, um, the reason I this is because for the last 20, 23 years, I've spoken to just thousands of folks by now, and I've noticed that most people are not who they want to be. They're not who they want to be, most people. And the young people are becoming the same way. So the older ones are not... Who they want to be? So I thought, wow, what is getting in the way of people becoming who they want to be? And I realize now, I realize even more so, is that most people don't know who they want to be, because if you notice, when I asked the question, all the answers were about a, a, a physical thing, about a job, you know, or a trade, or this or that. And if you became a mechanic, auto mechanic or school teacher. That's not who you are. It's just a physical thing that you do to, uh, to um, earn a living. But that's not who you are. It may be your talent. You know, God does give us talents. And so that may be your talent, but it's not who you are. And so I really, and, and then I, I ask the question, what is getting in the way? What's keeping you from becoming uh, what you want to be, you know, who you want to be? And um, when I was growing up, I I didn't grow up thinking one day I want to be a truck driver or auto mechanic or a school teacher or a rich man. I never grew up thinking I want to be rich one day. Um, I grew up thinking that I wanted to be a son of God because I had read in the Bible that um, to be a son of God, everything will be added to you. Life will be peaceful. You know, you will have situations to deal with in life, but as His son, everything would work out. And so, I, and I still have that desire. I I want to be a son of God. I want to know what that is to be and live that way. And I desire that more than anything else. And but I notice that most people don't desire that. They do desire to become a school teacher or a principal or this or that. They desire to become a material thing rather than desiring to become a child of God. And I think that's in the way because God said, seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and all things will be added unto you. And so most people don't have that That. Uh, uh, they, that desire is not prominent in their hearts and minds. And I think that's why when I talk to people about, you know, praying and seeking God first and make sure you commit to that because if you have a good attitude and you're committed to seeking God first, it's amazing. You will find him and life will start to work. And you will become a son or a daughter of God and everything else. Your talent will become clear. You will have peace. But look like the priority Is out of the way. I mean, is um, uh, in the uh, not working well, something. And so I asked, well, what is it that is keeping you from becoming who you are? And I noticed, uh, and I wrote down some of the things I've heard over the years. Anger is in the way. Most people have anger, and most people never overcome that anger. And that anger is in the way because that anger is judgment of yourself and others. And that keeps you away from that desire to want to become a son or daughter of God. And most people will say, oh, I want to be a Christian. I want to be a son of God. But they really don't mean it. They just want to be it because they heard about it or read about it, not that desire to become it. And another thing that's in the way a lot of people is uh, they are afraid. Most people have fear. Most people have fear. I spoke last night to, uh, at a conference, and my topic was on overcoming fear. Because fear is the worst thing that you can have in life. If you have fear, it gets in the way of everything. It gets in the way of your whole life. Uh, it gets in the way of you moving forward, you being honest with other people, raising your children, uh, taking risks. It gets in the way of that because fear is your worst enemy. It gets in the way of white Americans speaking up to blacks for fear of being called racist, so we're losing the country. It gets in the way of everything. But if, with that desire to know God, and once you find him, he cast out the fear as he cast away anger. So you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have either one of those, and then there's nothing that gets to stop you. Uh, some people say they're just lazy. Lazy. They, so they're just Lazy. And there's nothing worse than a lazy person. If you don't work, you don't eat. And Jesus was just adamant about that, you know. You don't work, and you shouldn't eat if you don't work, unless you got something that happened to you out of your control, you know, common sense kind of stuff. But the avid person is real lazy. Uh, And that gets in their way. Sex gets in their way. They will say, oh, I'm not going to do it again. They end up doing it again. Uh, I noticed that a lot of people repeat the same thing over and over and over again. They were like, this is my last time doing whatever it is, being lazy, uh, whatever, chasing women or chasing men. They, they say, oh, this was rough. I'm never going to do it again. And a, few, a little time goes by, and they caught right up in that again. And they don't realize that these things are repeating themselves so that you can finally wake up and say, hey, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to get over this one and move forward. But most people are not conscious enough. They don't have that desire to know God, so they don't change from that either. Seek first the kingdom of God and his right way, and it'll all be added. But something is wrong with the desire, and now, I don't know how you get the desire. I don't know if uh, God give you that desire. Well, I think he does. No, he does. It's in our heart to desire him, seek him, and want him. Some people are broke. Christians are broke. And they don't have to be broke. And I'm going to show you why in a minute. They don't have to be broke. We have something inside of us that is beyond the known. It's beyond the physical. It's beyond everything. But most people don't know that they have that. And it's so unfortunate because I see families breaking up now, friendships are ending, uh, folks are broke, things are bad because they don't know that God has given us this thing that on earth nothing should stop you and there's nothing that you can't overcome. But the, the desire is to become a child of God first. You want to be his son, his daughter, and then everything else will be added unto you. But that desire is not there. Uh, some people have doubt. They just doubt. And they'll believe for a minute, and then they'll doubt. They'll believe, and then they'll doubt. You can't ride two horses at the same time. You've got to make up your mind. Either you're going to have faith, or you're going to doubt. You can't do them both. Or you're just locked and just getting nowhere in life. Some people don't have good health. There are more people sick all the time than any other time in history. Even with all the doctors and the medication, everybody's sick. Um, and all these things are getting in the way of people becoming who they should be. It really is. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's been all, all taken care of. It, it's like our, your father and mother died and they left you wealth, and, and, and they left you a home, and they left you money where you never have to work or a house that you can live in, but you never go into it and take advantage of it. You're, you're afraid to go in, or you, you're not thinking about going in or whatever. And the other thing that I see is this repeating the same thing over and over. Most people do. I say, hey, don't. The next time your urge come or whatever, just relax let go and let God, don't go with it. they like, oh, okay, amen, I will. And as soon as that urge come, they gone. Right into it, right into it. It's the darndest thing i ever seen. And and so when I asked, who is it, who do you want to be, I wasn't talking about what kind of work you want to do, what type of professional profession you want. I was talking about... I, do you want to be a man or a woman of God? Do you want to be strong? Do you want to have authority? We read, we talked about the other week that God has given us a power of authority. Not of fear and not of doubt and not of worry, but he gave us a power of authority. We have the authority to defeat the enemies. But the enemy, like this guy on the cell phone right now, the enemy is defeating us. And there's something wrong with that. Last night I talked to some good folks. I've seen them over the year. And these people, if it wasn't for them, I think America would already be over with. Because they're fighters, right? But I said to them, you got to let your fear go so we can win all the way. We can go all the way with this thing. And God intended for us to be a winner in life. That's why he sent Christ to conquer everything so we wouldn't have to worry about it. Just let it Overcome it, not be a part of it. And so I want to, who had the Bible with him? I want you to turn to Romans 8.31. I want you to hear this. Hear this, hear this, hear this. This is so sweet. And yet, this is dying away unnecessarily. And this is about us and for us as children of God. The only reason that you're failing in your life, because you're not becoming what he had laid out for you to become. And you gotta want to do that. Can you read Romans for me? Do you have your phone? Is it on your phone? No, I have a
7: book right here. Oh, okay. Romans 8, chapter 8,
0: verse 31. You got it? Frank. Yes. Oh, okay. Thirty-one
4: through thirty-nine. What then shall we say to these things? A little louder. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but deliver him up for um, up for us all, how shall how shall he not not with him uh, with him also give freely give us frame. all these things?
0: Thank you for trying, but let me let me get uh, Martin to read it. I'm sorry because I wanted to be clear. This is so powerful. I don't want people to miss it. Uh, Romans chapter eight, okay, I thirty-one through
7: thirty-nine. What then shall we say to these things? He he has them. If he's God saying. is for us, who can be against us?
0: He's not. Hold on a minute. I told
6: him to give him the
0: mic. Oh, it's not working.
7: He's
6: on, he's on. this side. Just give. Just give him the mic.
0: Oh, yes,
7: it's to might. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who even at the right hand of God, also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter.
0: That's 39, all the way to 39.
7: Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us.
0: Hold on right there for a minute. We are more than conquerors. And none of those things, persecution all this stuff, don't have the power to defeat us. But nobody in this, do anybody in this room feel like a conqueror? <laughs> Is anything happening in your life that says you are a conqueror and more than a conqueror? What does conqueror mean? Yes, right here, let go here. To Dylan, Break.
4: Break
0: what does conquer mean, Dylan? Uh, to win. To win.
5: And no one can beat you.
0: That's right. To win, and no one, and we are even more than conquerors. That means that we really have something going on that the children of Satan don't have, or challenges don't have, or whatever situation don't have. We are more than that. We have it going on. Go ahead, finish that. You need to switch mics one more time here because you're on a different side.
7: For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
0: And I think what, thank you. I think the problem too is that people don't really love God. And because you don't love Him, you don't put Him first. Seek first the kingdom of God in His right way. You don't seek Him. So you don't know that within all of us, that we have, this is beyond what the mind can even imagine, that we have that spirit, that identity of God, which is love that nothing can separate us from, no money, no women, no men, no all the stuff you're chasing, no fighting with one another, whatever it may be, we, we can win over that stuff because we have this power in us, and if we can focus on that by seeking God first, you'll be amazed at what will happen in your life. Absolutely amazing. We could be conquerors, but Christians, for the most part, are not conquerors anymore. That's why the the, um, secular world or the government or liberals, whatever you want to call them, they can change the order of the family. They can tell you that um, if your son or daughter decide that they feel like a boy or a girl at school, they can go into the girl's bathroom or the girl's shower, and there's nothing you can do about it. That doesn't sound like a conqueror to me. You'll lose your own family to the world. And there are no, there's no real fight against it. They keep changing these laws and making these laws that goes against everything. And we as conquerors are allowing ourselves to be conquered. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. They decided that the governor of California signed a bill the other day that says illegal aliens can get driver's license. Driver's license. And oh, oh, that's bad. How can they get? That's all we do. We just complain about it. How are they going to get a driver's license? And they just go on and do it anyway. Because we don't know that, well, most people don't know they have that power to stop it. It doesn't have to happen that way. We're afraid of name calling. Oh, if I do this, they're going to call me a racist. Or if I do this, they're going to call me a man hater, or a woman hater, or a gay hater, or whatever kind of hater. So you back down from that. How is that conquering? We are more than conquerors. None of the our principalities and none of these things can come against us. But you don't know who you are because what you want is out of order. And there's nothing wrong with being a school teacher or whatever. You should have a, a talent and a trade for yourself. God has given us that. But he wants you to be more than just that. It is like it is, it's time out for that now. It's time out for being defeated in life. Men give up their families over to the government. What kind of mess is that? People are afraid, like, afraid to start a business or whatever it is because you don't know who you are. You don't know. God, has, we, Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Something needs to change here because we are losing it all over the country. We have a socialized health care bill that nobody wants, for the most part. And what do we do? Oh, we just complain about it. And while are the children of Satan are pushing their ideas on anyway? And then we got to pay for it. We've got we to pay for insurance. If we don't have it, the government is now forcing us to pay up to $2,000 or more for something that we don't want. We, as conquerors, uh, allowing ourselves to be conquered. We're giving up freedom when we don't have to. Isn't that like pitiful? And it's going on every day. When I do my radio show every day, all we're doing is talking about how bad things are and how they keep getting worse. I say, well, why don't you call your representative? Why don't you go protest? Why are you accepting this the way it is? Oh, they don't feel they can do anything about it. I'm just lazy or something. Their own personal issues are in the way. Yes, ma'am. Did you know you were more than a conqueror? Did, what? Did you, did you know <laughs> that you are more than a conqueror? No. I'm sorry? No. You didn't even know that, huh? It's no. inside of us. It really is. Go ahead.
5: Well, I mean, I, I always thought that, you know, a person could make change um, with the Obamacare, for example. I mean, we've signed petitions. We've We've um called our our congressmen um, who are you know who they are yes. our yeah, and th- there it it seems like it's a fight that you would have to have a ton of people protesting because there's a ton of petitions um, you know you're fighting i mean th- we are trying to fight yeah. i mean part of our part of our fight in this family is bringing him to you, yes, to the school. To the school. Because we don't like that stuff that's going on in school.
0: Let me just correct you on one thing, and you're right in what you're saying. But if you knew that you have this great power within you, you don't need a bunch of people to protest with you. I remember once, that I told this story before, it's worth telling again, is that I had this car insurance with a company, and one night... It was raining. It rained, and somebody hit my car. My, and I was, my car was parked on the street. I'm in bed, and somebody hit my car, right, and uh, took off, didn't leave any information. So I called the insurance company up, and I said, my car, someone hit my car last night. And they're like, oh, okay, did you get any information? Did they leave any information? I said, no, they didn't leave anything. Well, if you don't have any information and we didn't see it, you were not in the car, we can't help you. We can't pay for it, right? And i paid this insurance all this time. And I said, what? And they're like, no. I said, how am I going to be in the car? I'm going to park in my bed. I'm at home in bed, right? And they said, well, sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. So I took, I made a picket sign. And it was Allstate Insurance. And I made a sign, a poster. And I went down to Allstate early that morning. I was there when they opened up. And I was walking up and down the street down the sidewalk, yelling, I got screwed by Allstate. I got screwed by Allstate, you know, and just my myself. And people were like, what happened? What happened? I told them what happened, right? And uh, now my ego was trying to tell me, oh, you look like a fool, you know, people are going to be laughing at you. My ego was telling me that, but I had to do it because I had no other way of making people do the right thing. And so at the end of the day, I never will forget it, it was on a Thursday. And I always got a haircut on a Friday at the time. And so it was the end of the day, they were closing shop. I said to them, you know, I got to get a haircut in the morning so I won't be here. (laughs) I yelled at Allstate, I got to get a haircut in the morning. I won't be here early, but I'll be here the next day. And before I could hardly get out of bed the next day, Allstate called me up and said, we're going to take care of your problem. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take care of your problem. So they paid off the car, and they paid me much more money than what I pay for the car. And I was surprised by it. It was an old station wagon that I had bought to use for my janitorial service. And so, uh, so they, gave, they paid that car off just so I wouldn't come right down there. And I made that point to let you know that it takes only one. And God is with you and magic will happen through that. It only takes one. But the thing about that is that if you were to go out there by yourself and take some kind of action, if that's what it's called for, somebody will see that and people will join you. But it takes that one person to do it. That's all it takes. You don't need to crowd. When Jesus was doing his thing, it took one Jesus first. And then he had followers after that. They saw him. They admired what he was doing. They believed in what he was doing. And so they followed him. You know, So the same thing will happen for you. But if you believe it's take a crowd. When I started barn, it was just me. I knew no one. But I had this desire in my heart, so I took a risk, And look what happened, you know? And just take one. We have the authority in us. You'll be surprised at what we can do. You don't even know the half of what we can do As children of God. Go
5: ahead. um, You know, talking about fear and all that kind of stuff, I think that's what—that's part of it too, right? Yes. And with me, sometimes I feel like I can't articulate, especially political stuff. Like I could maybe do the all-state thing. I mean, I probably, (laughs) you know, the picket thing, I might be embarrassed or something, so maybe I wouldn't have done it, you know. And I love that you did that. But, um, yeah, sometimes I think I'm afraid to articulate or I'm afraid that I can't articulate.
0: That's, see, that's what fear does. Yeah. Fear separates you from the truth, and it, and it, and it gives you excuses why you can't do it. You can't articulate po- political issues. Don't worry about that stuff. You're there because you love the family. You don't want your kids to be corrupt in school. So articulate what you know. But the fear will give you a reason not to go do it. They may laugh at you. They may ask you questions that you can't answer. If you don't have the answer, just say, I don't know. I don't have the answer. You don't have to pretend. When I started out, I knew nothing about politics. Nothing at all. I was surprised that when I would get into a debate with these folks, with degrees and things like that, I blew them out of the water. Because what I stood with was the truth. And if you're on the side of truth, it's going to fit with everything. It doesn't matter if it's politics, religion, just regular living, The truth is always, it always applies to everything. And so, but the beauty is God is with you, but if you have fear, you're not going to do it because you're separated from the truth. You got to overcome fear. You got to seek first the kingdom of God and be persistent with it. Don't just pray sometimes and then sometimes not. Don't seek the Father sometimes and then sometimes you don't. You know, stay with it. Have a good attitude. And when challenges come, challenges come, have a good attitude about that too. The Bible says we should rejoice in the time of troubles. But most people get mad, they run away, they don't fight back because they you know they lose it. That's not who we are, folks. Really. It, we have a great, great the spirit of God inside of us. That makes sense? But you gotta overcome all that fear. You gotta whatever's in your way to present you from present Prevent you from becoming that way. You got to overcome it, and you will overcome it if you put Him first. You will overcome it. You have to stay with it. All right, okay. that help a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Do you pray uh, constantly? I've been praying more, but but not, I still yeah. You got to see. You got to do that order thing. Seek Him first, okay. and then you would know what He's given to you to operate with. You gotta pray. You gotta I mean, pray. I do
5: say li- a little prayer, like I say the Lord's prayer, you know, every day. But you're talking more than that, right? Yeah.
0: God said that we should pray without ceasing. Now that's some serious praying. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you gotta it gotta be in your heart. Okay. You gotta pray because you can stay connected with Him. Because evil is always trying to pull us away from Him. That's what all this stuff about sex and drugs and Fear and anger and all that is about pulling you away from God, giving you something that will distract you, and we, it's a spiritual battle, and we can't do it on our own, of ourselves. I love knowing this. I'm amazed at the things that has happened through me. You say God woke me up, and even now, I need money to run to school. I need money and stuff like that. But money is not my primary thing. My primary thing is still to know God, to draw closer to him, to let his will be done and not my will. And so when situations come, when people talk about me, call me names, I don't care. I don't, I start to sound black. I don't care about that. (laughs) That's that's their problem, not my problem. And if I see myself weak in an area, I'm not going to run away from that weakness. I'm going to run toward it. I'm going to face it. So that I can overcome it. Because I know now I have the power to overcome it. Isn't that something? Children of God have the power. The government don't have power over us. It only has it because we've given it to them. And this thing about church and state don't mix, that's a lie. Because look, when you take God out of the government, look how corrupt the government is. If we had decent people in government, government would be better. But we let the children of Satan tell us church and state don't miss. And now everybody going around saying church and state don't miss. Even preachers are saying that. Isn't that amazing? Well, it's a woman's choice for abortion. How are you going to say it's a woman's choice and call yourself a, a man or woman of God? You sound like the world. Well, gay marriage is fine because they love one another. That's a lie. They don't love one another. And it's not fine. Had it been fine, then God, after he made Adam and Eve, he would have made Adam, a, a, another Adam and a Steve. <laughs> Adam and Steve. He would have made two men. Okay, you guys going to do your thing. This heterosexual group is going to do their thing, and you two ladies are going to do it. He didn't do it that way. Why do we pretend like it's okay? You don't have that. You don't know that you have the authority. That's why. Because you're afraid of losing something. You're afraid of not being light. You're afraid of whatever. You're not going to conquer like that. Yes, sir. I saw your hand about a week ago. Yeah, it. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yes.
1: yes. yes.
0: And, uh, so are, are you guys ashamed of yourself now? No, I'm no. kidding. You're not.
1: No,
2: because I agree with that. In fact, I'm sitting here thinking like, Oh, I'm sorry. Give us- <laughs>
0: oh, wait for the mic.
2: Yes, I'm thinking, why do you give us the negative? I mean, just speaking for myself, like, I fight fights all the time. I stand up. My own family, I'm somewhat of an enemy because I say homosexuality's wrong. I say, you know.
0: But let me say something about that. If When you learn, if someone teach you about what's wrong, and then you go out and stand up, from the knowledge of what is wrong, you have no power. You really don't. Because you can learn about what is wrong, and so you'll go around saying, well, homosexuality is wrong, right? But not because you see it yourself, but because someone said it, you're still void of God. And what you're saying is true, but if you're not discovering this that's inside of you, if you're not being guided by the teacher within, you still don't have, you're going to be beat down after a while. Yeah, and God doesn't want us to learn it. He wants us to discover it, because with that come power and authority, and they can't beat you down. So when the world come at you and they say, well, you hate gays, and you know you don't hate gays, but they say you do, right? If, if you're not discovering this truth with that power, they're going to beat you down because you're going to be afraid of anybody thinking that you hate the gays, or whatever the situation may be. You don't want that kind of fear, he want you to be led by him, by what is right. He want you to see it for yourself, so when the debates do come up, he will give you the answers. And I'm a living witness to that. You know, this political stuff I've been dealing with and the family issue, men and women relationships and stuff, I don't know that stuff on my own. And then when I do a debate, I've never prepared for a debate. Never. On TV or anywhere. You know, I know the stats and things like that, so I can once in a while throw them out. But I leave myself open so I can know that he's guiding me. And when he's guiding me, then when they come at me, like on TV, and they try to call me names or you're uneducated, it doesn't move me. It doesn't cause me to deviate with them. I stay on point. I take advantage of the opportunity to put the truth out there. So you can know that it's wrong. But if you don't have that power with it, it's nothing.
2: Well, that's why I said earlier when you asked what do you want to be, the one thing I learned is I have to be very... You need to go closer there? To it. To I have to... Let yeah, let me hold I go have ahead. to kind of walk into it very gently because I think at one time I was too ambitious. Now, now I'm realizing I've got to do what's right, but see what's right while I do what's right,
0: if you know what I mean you're not going to ever be able to see what's right until you overcome ego agreed you know you got to overcome the ego uh, and i'm not accusing you of not overcoming right. it. i'm just speaking through you yeah i noticed that a lot of people learn about the truth and they say it, they'll repeat that truth as though they have it but it's empty it has no power no authority you got to know that you don't know you got to know of yourself you do nothing and commit to seeking god and here cause you to work in the world around you. he will cause you to have an effect on your environment, on your family, with your friends, and with your enemy. you got to change the way you see things. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. In the white
3: one. I know that that's true because that's what I did. I heard it and I went to repeat it. Yes. And it backfired on me. Yep. And and so since I suffered a lot with that, I know I don't know anything. That's right. And now when anything comes up, I I don't say anything. Nothing comes out of my mouth. I just don't say nothing. Be quiet. Just be quiet because I was trying, I was acting like I knew, but I didn't know anything.
0: That's right. The way to, to know that you're just learning about the truth and you don't have the truth, if you don't have perfect peace, you don't know the truth. You don't have that perfect love of God. Because one thing for sure, when he gives you, when you enter into that kingdom within and he gives you that perfect love, fear is gone. They can't dwell in the same place. So you're not going to have fear, all right? That's for sure. You're not going to have anger when you enter into perfect love. So you can tell by that way, because I know so many people intellectually locked in their minds, and it's amazing how much the mind can pick up and makes you believe that you know, and you just repeat it, but your life in private is screwed up. You're afraid, you have anger, you have doubt, but yet you're out there quoting the scriptures or saying what you heard as though you believe that it's working. Folks can see through that. There's no light shining through you where you just learn about the truth and repeat it. Folks can look at you and tell where you're coming from. A lot of people
3: that hear it think they know it.
0: That's what the problem Mm -hmm. is. There's a major problem with the with the intellect and knowing the truth. There's a war going on there with a lot of folks. A war going on with knowing the truth, discovering the truth, and intellectually learning the truth. And it just made look like the more you learn, it makes people just deceive themselves and try to deceive others. It's the darnest thing I ever seen. I'm so glad and I'm not knocking education the right way because I have a school. But I'm so glad that, for, well, I know why. I was out in the cotton fields and peanut fields, so I didn't get a good education. So my battle is not as much with the intellect, and it's easier for me to see, you know, because I'm, I don't know a lot of stuff. And it's just made it a little easier for me. Yes, ma'am?
5: Well, I was going to say something else, but I, I, I mean, I really do think you're one of the smartest. You always say that you're not smart or whatever, but <laughs> you're one of the smartest people.
0: I've, I know. And see, so the thing about it, it's in you, that same teacher that is teaching me, is in you, Is in you, Is in you, Is in, in everybody. And that's why I seem smart, if I seem smart to you. But it's not me, though. It's not coming out of my head. And I want you to know he is inside of you, too. Isn't that amazing? But if you don't put the first things first, you never will discover him. You won't discover him. Because God is not going to change his order just because we're stubborn about it or we want to do it our way. Let his will be done. That makes sense? Yeah, But you, yeah. and the reason you can recognize that in me because it is in you. It's just that you won't be still long enough and seek the kingdom first so it can just start coming out of you. But it's there. we have a great power. We have the power, and I don't know if I ever get to this one, but I don't doubt it. We have the power to lay hands on the dead and bring them back to life. We have that kind of power because God made it so. But most people don't believe it. They don't live it. They don't act like it because they haven't discovered this power within. But we have it as, to God, as children of God. God did not just create us and then sit Christ here so we can be bought back brought it back to him, and then he went and sat down somewhere and don't care about it. He made it possible, but it's inside. So you're going to have to decide what you're going to do. Are you going to be afraid the rest of your life? Are you going to be this intellectually nutca- intellectual nutcase? Are you going to have anger or doubt? Are you going to run away from your fears? Or are you going to face them? Are you going to be honest with the world? because he wants us to love our enemies and love means to tell the truth without resenting. Or you're going to fake it. Or at some point, you're going to say, look, I this is who I want to be. I'm going to stop faking and shaking and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make these sacrifices and I'm going to do it. you got to make your mind up. What you say, stop faking and shaking? Faking. Oh, faking and shaking. Faking and shaking. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're only deceiving yourself. You really are. And our world, the greatest country on earth, a Judeo-Christian nation, is built on the principle of God, family, country, constitution, freedom. We're losing them fast. Because the Christians are allowing it to happen. And then, God, in closing, God forbid that if somebody around you do something wrong or say something that you don't agree with as a Christian, you're done with them. Oh, I'm not going to work with that group because they said this, so I don't agree with that part. Don't you have sense enough to work with the part that you do agree with? That's how the children of Satan do it. They don't agree with. I used to work for the Union, and they teach them, you may not agree on everything, but on these issues, we're going to agree on and work on. We're going to work on abortion. We're going to work on same-sex marriage. We're going to work on getting the union. They teach them to stay with the issues, even though they may not agree with the whole thing. But on our side, we'll fall apart just like that. Just because we don't agree on something, or somebody said something you don't like. How ridiculous is that? I don't mean to be yelling, but it's time to wake up. We have it in us to be powerful. This is our land, our family. we got to restore men. we got to restore families. we got to stop this stuff from happening. They take our money from us and then make us pay for the stuff we don't even like. Isn't that amazing? Just think about that. They take our money and make us pay for abortion. And we just gripe about it. California has over half of the people, 40% or something like that, are on government, relying on the government in one form or another. Our taxes are through the roof, and all we do is just complain about it. We don't go out and protest. We don't join groups to help fight against it. We don't call a representative. Do nothing. And those who, who are doing it, you're not guilty of this. I'm just letting you know that this stuff does not have to happen if you realize who you are and who you belong to. You don't have to be depressed and on medication. More people on medication in the name of Jesus than I ever seen in my whole life. Who are you going to trust, the doctors or God? If you're depressed, it's not because you've got some kind of mental illness. It's all spiritual. It's a battle between good and evil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. Appeal is not going to solve that. If you're depressed, it's because you got some anger or you're separated from what is right or you're judging yourself. A, physical, a doctor giving you a pill is not going to help that. Go to God about it. Forgive. Anyway, it's time to wake up, folks. It really, really is. Just wake up. And then you're going to have fun doing this because it's the power of God working through us. It's not us. You're really going to enjoy I enjoy There's nothing like a good spiritual battle. But I put first things first. I'm not bragging. I'm going to tell you what I do. I pray every morning. I, I wake up, I get up, and I pray. Then I start my day. And during the day, I'm in prayer, doing whatever it is I'm doing. Because I understand him now more and more and more, and I don't want anybody or anything to come between that and I want to grow and grow and grow as his son more and more with every opportunity, with every challenge. I don't run away from my the issues. I run toward them. I don't hate my issues. I don't hate what happens to me. I pray for my enemies, but I'm going to fight against them as well. And I'm not going to hate them, but I'm not going to let them just run me down. We can win, folks. We really can win. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in, folks. Um, we need your tithing and offering to make this happen. So make a donation to the church and to the school, to our nonprofit organization. Uh, go to bondinfo.org, make that donation. And uh, make sure you praise. Put first thing first. purse. We are conquerors. If you have anger, you're not a conqueror. If you have fear, you're not one. If you're depressed and out of it, you're not one. It's time to wake up, all right? So I hope that this helped a little bit. Read the scripture sometimes. People are like, oh, I do read the Bible. I've been, I've been traumatized by the Bible. Get over your trauma. <laughs> a Christian has no benefit being traumatized. That happened when you didn't know. Now you do know. Get over it. Forgive, and you can come back to God. Hold no grudges against yourself or anyone that makes sense? Yes. All right. I appreciate you tuning in, God. Any questions before we leave? No? Pray. Make sure you pray. Let go of your anger so you can come back to God and so that you can operate from love rather than from hate. You are conquerors more than conquerors. No principalities, no nothing can come against you. If God is for you, who can be against you? That's some deep stuff when you think about it. That's some really decent stuff. If God is for you, who can be against you? And God is for us. Believe me. He is for us. And I have no doubt about that. So as of this day, make a commitment to seeking first the kingdom. That doesn't mean you don't go out and work hard, you know, have your little fun if you want to, whatever you're doing. But put him first and stop pretending. That's for men and women, but especially men. Men, most men are so ridiculous now, you should take the title away and just call yourself girl. <laughs> All right, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for showing up today,
4: folks. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.